Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Limbo Jimbo and the Bus of Little Consequence. <laughs> I love I love it when you're hosting because I have not seen that title. I've not read it. I've not had it spoilt for me. No. Limbo Jimbo. <laughs> and the Bus of Little Consequence. But Limbo Jimbo yeah. is a great name. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, because firstly, he could be someone trapped in a in in limbo, or he could just be a limbo uh, like a limbo champion. Can I make a guess at who gave us that title? Yeah, you can. Is it Connor with an O? It is Connor. It with is an Connor o. with an O. It's in fact the pitiable, baleful form of the Hollybist Golem. Oh, Connor with an O. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> I think that's the first time. We've actually guessed who gave us a title. Yeah. And I got it right. Well, you got it right because Connor knows exactly the way to my pitch heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, thank you, Connor, for that title. Yes. Um, uh, Connor got in touch on Twitter um, uh, where you can also do that thing uh, at Life's Up It Show or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Life's Pitch Podcast to give us a title every week. Give us titles every week to pitch those movies. Yeah, this week we're doing road movies, as I'm sure you could tell from the um, the situation that I started the podcast with. Limbo, um, Jimbo, and the... Uh, the... The Bus of Little Consequence. <laughs> Fucking hell, wow. <laughs> it's, um, you know, a bus that doesn't matter very much. Um, it literally doesn't matter. It doesn't, the bus doesn't matter. It doesn't matter very much, well, at least. Of course, it, yeah. like, the car doesn't matter, unless yeah. it's... Herbie. Unless it's Herbie. Unless the car's a character, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It's just a it's, a... it's it's a way that the writer delivers fate. Yes. In a, in a road movie. Yeah. Um, if it, does the car break down? No one's fault but fate. <laughs> so, should we get on with some honourable mentions? Or automobile mentions. If you like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking that part of the hosting job away from you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the part of the show where we just go through a few more titles that you've given us. Yeah, like the trailers before the main feature film. So, from Phil Walters, we've got Take the M7. That's ominous, isn't it? <laughs> what road were I mean, you on I before? I said it in an o- o- ominous way. But, like, that by itself is just sort of like, what road were you on before? I'll be honest, I chose this. Yeah. Because, um... I think it should be a, a heist. <laughs> Someone stealing trying, a road. Trying to take the M7. I don't know how it works. Yeah. I don't know how you get there. <laughs> I don't know where the M7 I, is. I have no dots to join. Okay. Uh, for, for our, for our, um, uh, our uh, non-UK based listeners, uh, the M roads are motorways. Motorways. Yeah. Highways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, big, big fuck off roads. Like your Route 66, if you're American. Yes. Or um, uh, your Route 66, if you're anywhere else, because the Americans don't shut up about it. Yeah, they don't shut up about Route 66, much like the British don't shut up about the M7. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the M7. 
Where is the M7? Shall I look it up? I mean, you could. It might give us a hand <laughs> to, <laughs> as to what to do with this film. Um, in Ireland. It's in Ireland. Oh no! Wait. Why is there no M7 motorway? Oh, this is an because it's been taken. <laughs> it's been stolen, mate. It's been stolen. Right. The answer... A motorway just relates to the A road that it's relieving pressure from. The reason there's no M7 is that the A7, which runs from Carlisle to Edinburgh, has no need for a motorway to relieve it. That's not the truth. That's okay. not the truth. That's not the truth. No, no. The truth is that there's no M7 because it was stolen. It was stolen. It was stolen by a crack team of Irish road robbers. Yeah, because there's one in Ireland. Yeah. But there's not one in Scotland where it should be. Yeah. They they took it. Yeah. They were like, we need a road. We need a road from this from this town to the other. Listen, boys. It's going to be difficult. And... But those Scots have got too many roads. They've got too many roads. And this one is the perfect size to get from Dublin to Cork. (laughs) Listen, boys. And girls. Have you been to Edinburgh? Because that's... It's it's a mockery, frankly. (laughs) It's It's two cities overlaid on top of each other. Now, that's too many roads, if you ask me. Yeah, actually, thinking about Edinburgh, it is... Two cities on top of the other. They're double stacking their roads. Yeah, it's like like walking around Edinburgh is like playing Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or, or Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, you, it, you look down yeah. from a bridge and see a grubby, sort of, like, a cobbled street below and yeah. go, how do I get down there? How do I get down there? Without taking full damage. <laughs> <laughs> that is the exact same thought I've had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it was in Edinburgh that I, uh, that I was... First playing um, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, yeah. where you were gliding everywhere, um, and so I, I, I was just like, oh, I bet I could get to that pub really quickly if I could just glide down there. And I was like, shit, I can't glide. I will break my ankles. <laughs> I can't glide. I can't glide. I'm not you Batman. Can't. You're not. You're I'm not, not Batman. So this this crack team. Do you know any Irish actors, Matt? Uh, nope. Apart from Brendan Gleeson. Yep. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick. St. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> the character we created. Yeah, yeah. And your friend and co-star in this film. In this film. Yeah. Um, I mean, Donald Gleeson. <laughs> What's his name? Um, As well. Uh, James Nesbitt. James Nesbitt? I... Uh, he's an Irish actor who we all know. He's been on the BBC quite a lot. Yeah, he was in the Hobbit movies. Oh, he was, wasn't he? He was in the Hobbit movies. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to continue the accent all the way through the podcast. No, no, no. Because <laughs> otherwise, as always, we'll 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 lose the entire Irish contingent of our of our listener base. All two of them. <laughs> I think people will be listening and just going, "This is an Irish podcast." <laughs> no one, no one ever signed me up for this. I'm out. I'm out. Can't um, believe this is an Irish podcast. So, um, basically, the, the the thing is, 
Duncan Bannatyne is is hoarding all the roads. Okay, Duncan Bannatyne from Dragon's Den. Yeah, the entrepreneur from Dragon's Den. Scottish businessman. Yeah, it's the British version of Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a a Scottish businessman, a famous Scottish Scottish businessman. Yeah, Um, he's hoarding all the roads um, because he um, wants to, you know, levy tolls (laughs) on them. Yeah, you know, he's like, well. Uh, listen, dragons. <laughs> he's got a lot of dragons with him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like genuine dragons. He's, he's, he's in a lair. Yeah. He's going... A uh, den. Listen, dragons. Yeah. If I can take all the roads from Ireland, England, all the intended roads and keep them in Scotland, that means that when they eventually do get a road from us then they'll have to pay lots of taxes on the road and they'll also have to uh, pay tolls. I'll put toll bridges everywhere. Oh, God. So, one of the dragons played... All of the dragons played by Sean Connery. Yeah. Then go out and just just man the tolls. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. They, 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 go, it, they go around, yeah. like, destroying roads. Yeah. Right? The tarmac gets all melted into yeah. the... It all bubbles up and creates it's, an impassable terrain. It's a kind of cars. rain of fire world, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really, very much. Yeah. Like so, from out of the lair, the <laughs> Duncan Bantine's secret lair, fly all these Sean Connery dragons. So this crack team of Irish robbers, yeah, uh, is is putting to, they're putting <laughs> together basically get, the cast of the Boondock Saints. Yes, yeah, the. the it's a kind of Ocean's Eleven thing mm. where they're where they're putting a team together yeah. to steal the M7. Sure, and because it's going to Edinburgh, yeah. they they distract Duncan Bannatyne with a show at the Fringe. They do right, uh, yeah, whilst trying to steal a road. Yes, well, well like well, Brendan Gleeson, he's got his own dragons, right? Uh. Well, he's he's hired a team of I think I think, I think they don't I, I, I think that's no. I think that is too stereotypical Tom yeah I think oh what I think we should be accurate to the to the Irish persona which is to say they like they'll decide to go somewhere and then turn up with no plan yeah. and go all right I'm I'm, I'm here um I'll just have a good time uh, and and but they uh, turn up with no plan Yep. For the show, which means they're going to have to improvise. <laughs> they also turn up with no plan for the heist. Yeah, yeah. Which means that they also have to improvise that. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's like that they improvise the show, right? Yeah. Um, this is before Chicago has invented the the improv thing. Yeah. So it's like Saoirse Ronan walks up on stage yeah. and goes... Uh, we haven't got a show, <laughs> but we're pretty good actors. And so, then, and so then... can I have a suggestion of a location <laughs> that this show is set in, please? And someone goes, dildo. <laughs> and she's like, we had that one last week. And, I... and, and uh, James Nesbitt just takes a, a, a sword off shotgun and shoots the man. Um... <laughs> shoots the man? Shoots the man who just shot a dildo. All right. Um... <laughs> Anyone else? Can... <laughs> Anyone else got a stupid uh, a stupid suggestion? Can we have a location, how please? About, how about you, Duncan Bannatyne? <laughs> Do you have a location for us? And and he's like, uh, 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 
the, the Taj Mahal. Uh, and then uh, she's like, no, no, no. How about uh, like some kind, kind of uh, a, a, a road or, or, or the name of a road? He's like, uh, the M7. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, perfect. Perfect. So you're, I'm gonna, we're we're gonna need you to give us the the M7 so we can properly stage this improvised show. And he's like, well, all right. Uh, where? And then they start doing a load of kooky characters on on the M7. On the M7. So he takes them out to the M7. Yeah, yes. Which is in a in a in a um uh, let's say a, a Cineworld forecourt. Uh, <laughs> cinema. Yeah. The cinema chain Cineworld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's just in a car park. The M7 just winding backwards and forwards and then and then Saoirse Ronan's like I I'm a farmer on the M7 I I I can I can grow potatoes on in concrete isn't that wonderful and then and then James Nesbitt comes on and goes but I've got a gun and then and then Saoirse Ronan's That's like That's my character. Oh. <laughs> oh no. You're up to your hijinks again Mr. Snoopendoopin and and then and then, and then Sir Sharon was like, I'm going to have to take this, this road all the way to the end. I'm going to have to take this road in a plane. <laughs> oh, no, it won't fit in a plane. We're going to need a dragon. <laughs> Luckily, I'm here, says Sean Connery, ready to do some improv. Let's let's take this let's take this road and and put it between Dublin and Cork. <laughs> wow, what a strange thing to say, Mister Dragon. But it does provide us with a wonderful end to our show. That's that's some wonderful prop work you're doing there. All right, bye. Uh, it's a pay what you feel show, so. <laughs> There's a bucket at the end. <laughs> and, then, and as they all take off on the back of Sean Connery the dragon, Duncan Palatine is just left with a bucket on a stool. <laughs> with a fiver in it from someone who really liked the show. With a fiver in it and then three flyers. <laughs> and um and 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 it's just like it goes there's a beat and then he's like Wait a minute. <laughs> and then cut to credits. Cut to credits. There we go. What was that called? That was called... Um, oh, I've forgotten. Take the M7. Take the M7. The birth of improv in Scotland. <laughs> By a lot of Irish people. Yeah. There we go. There you are. Take the M7. All right. So, from Liam McGrath, we've got On the Corner, Muller Corner. <laughs> like James Bond <laughs> that's, that's that's your brother yeah that's Liam my brother giving give us someone on the corner Muller Corner Muller Corner yeah which is a, a yoghurt uh, in, in the UK I, I don't know if it's in, in anywhere else it's essentially just like a square pot yeah. you've got in which a corner of it is cordoned off for like jam yeah, yeah, um, you know, like most of it is, you know, like I'll, I'll probably say three quarters of the of the a portion <laughs> pot of yogurt, flat yeah. pot of yogurt is uh, just, is yogurt, just standard, yeah, vanilla, white vanilla yogurt. yogurt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> white yogurt, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What flavour is that yogurt? White. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's vanilla. I, I think it is. It's white flavoured. 
Probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Because, um, like, Greek yogurt isn't no, flavoured, is it? No, I don't think it's Greek. Anyway. It's not Greek yogurt, no. Um, why are we talking about muller corners? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I know why we're yeah, talking about muller corners. Because that's the, the title of the film. Yeah. Um, and, and I did ask you before I read this out, should I do Liam's one? Yeah. I wanted to hear it. That was. I wanted to hear it. <laughs> I'd have told you anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, but the, the corners, put little, little tiny corner of jam, <laughs> you scoop into the, into the yogurt. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. So this is a traffic jam. Yeah. On the corner of a of a street in in a town somewhere. Yeah. The Muller Corner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. This... So the, like this is an area of town where, um, uh, for instance, mm. I don't know where I'm drawing this inspiration from, Tom, but uh, imagine like three roads meet. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, the houses nearby are very quite small. None of them have driveways. Yeah. They're all kind of stacked up together. It might be on a hill or something. Mm. Um, and then, uh, like, everyone in the neighbourhood, you know, it's a, it's a, 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 an, over time, quite an old neighbourhood, they've all got cars. Yeah. Maybe one or two per household. Uh. And there's no space on that street. All the, all the space on the street taking about cars. So, constantly, cars yeah. are struggling to get around the corner. I know this street. I can't. I can't think where I'm going. Just, just off the top of my head. It's this just, is this is right outside our house. It is exactly right outside our house. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because uh, my uh, my parents occasionally drop me off on that corner, and yeah. I have to like sometimes I have five seconds to get out before another car appears yeah. out of somewhere. Yeah, and, and uh, starts beeping. Yeah, it starts beeping because yeah. because we're. Clogging up three roads at once. They wrote an article about me. Actually, it's it's called Uber drivers hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Number three will surprise you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty sure I'd have a perfect five rating on my Uber if we lived if, somewhere if else. We lived somewhere else. <laughs> As it is, three point nine seven. I'm oh, sorry, four point nine seven is not bad. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah. yeah, it's almost five, isn't it? Yeah, but like that. It, that three that point three percent point three percent yeah is is location 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 yeah it's it's where those three and so on this corner right yeah. imagine right a if, corner like that if, imagine a corner like that where it's a tight corner anyway yeah but it's rammed with cars parked for the houses outside yeah right imagine imagine a truck carrying jam flips over onto it imagine the chaos it's not jam yeah it's yogurt it's, it's a truck carrying yogurt there's another truck carrying jam no no no, no. right <laughs> it's just a, tr- a truck carrying yogurt because yeah this is the origin story of the muller corner okay and the reason is that um like there's there's this like a turf war starts up because people can't get out of their house. And it's like, you're, it's your fault. It's your yeah. fault this truck's flipped over. No, it's your fault. You know, you're always parking there in the wrong place. That's not my car. What That sort of thing. Mm, yeah. Right? And it, it's a, it's about to go. But then um, this, this kid comes out with a little pot of jam. Mm. And he starts scooping up 
yogurt into into this little <laughs> pot of jam and starts passing it around yeah to people it's an advert it's an we're advert. pitching aren't we it's an advert it's for, an advert for <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like we're herzog has sold out yeah. and it's like <laughs> why do we call it the muller corner it's uh why do we call it the muller corner well let us find out. A long time ago in Austria, there was, because Müller. Müller, yeah. There was a very busy road. On this corner, many families lived, and uh, their tensions were frayed. And then he goes on to tell the story of this little boy yeah. bringing out a pot of jam and scooping it up into the, the thing. And then everyone's uh, fears are abated and they all work it out yeah. and have a nice afternoon. It's like one of those sentimental Christmas adverts. It is, isn't it? yeah. So like John Lewis, Sainsbury's now have an advert Fucking like hell, Muller. Yeah. Hire us. Yeah. We-, we, could do, we could do your ads. Hire us. We've got this. We've got, we've got this. We can, <laughs> we can keep pitching Muller ads all day, yeah. but I think we've got to move on. We do have to move on. Okay, so that's all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who sent us uh, titles this week. If you want to join in for next week, then you can go to uh, twitter.com forward slash Life to Pitch Show. Or just get to us at Life to Pitch Show. uh, And go to facebook.com forward slash Life to Pitch Podcast. Those are the major places you can find us. And also, those are the major places you can give us titles. Each and every week, we put a... Uh, a post out for the genre um, you can decide to ignore that or you can indeed um, uh, partake in, in the genre this week it was roads uh, road movies <laughs> just roads, <laughs> just roads yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, or next week it could be any given genre um, uh, chosen for us by our patrons um, and uh, but shall we get started with yes. uh, the the main feature pitch again from Connor with an O uh, we have Limbo Jimbo and the bus of little consequence. <laughs> um, who's playing Limbo Jimbo? That's the pl- big question. Who's playing little consequence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the F- Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh is yeah. playing little little consequence. Yeah. She Lim- was in Little Women, now she's Little Consequence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm little consequence. How you doing? Okay. I've been driving all over the town in my bus. You want to go somewhere? I think it's Florence Pugh, but her legs end at her knees. Yeah, and the rest is the rest bus seat. Is the- <laughs> The rest is bus seat. She's part of his bus. I, I don't know. I, I think little consequence is. <laughs> oh right, I see. Yeah, she's just she's just, it's just Florence Pugh, but she's done that thing where you put your put your knees in shoes. Yes, yeah, okay. and she's she's wearing like a, a sort of little woman esque dress. Yeah. So like, sort of Civil War era, um, sort of cowboy kind of vibe going on. Well, hey. I brought some corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> she just get, like, but, but her whole legs yeah. are in that sort of foot 
yeah. long space, so like knees and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's. Um... She's just got tiny legs. Yeah, she's just got tiny normal legs. Normal body, like normal upper body, and then yeah. just uh, tiny legs. <laughs> um, I can't wait to make the post. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's playing Limbo Jimbo? Limbo Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel <laughs> Limbo Jimbo. <laughs> what my granddad calls Miranda. <laughs> oh, I went to see that Hamilton the other day by that Limbo Jimbo man. <laughs> I saw that Limbo Jimbo man on Graham Norton. What's he do again? He's in uh, he... <laughs> He he does the he does that show on West End, doesn't he? Uh, Ambleburn and uh, humbug humbug man. He's on he's on the BBC in uh, his 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 bark materials, <laughs> Bismarck materials. Bismarck materials. Yeah. Uh, is that, I think it's based on how they built the the ship. <laughs> um. So <laughs> it's just wood. Yeah. Just wood, Bismarck material. I think, um, or metal, steel, steel. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was an old timey ship or a war ship. It was a World War One ship. All ah, right, um, but enough about the Bismarck. <laughs> enough about the Bismarck. Let's talk about Limbo Jimbo. Limbo Jimbo. What's yeah. he up to? What does Limbo Jimbo do? <laughs> I think Limbo Jimbo wants to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, most most protagonists. Well, no. Do. He doesn't want to go somewhere. Okay, he's going to Limbo, resist the call. Yeah, Limbo Jimbo. Adventure. Yeah, Limbo Jimbo is uh, is stuck in his ways. He's a he's a nihilist. Yeah. Right. He's like, ah, oh, doesn't matter. You know, he's been working in a let's say a burger stand. Yeah. For quite a while, right? He's like working this like minimum wage job. Mm. Doesn't care what happens to him. Mm. It, like he's like, ah, oh, it doesn't. He's very much kind of Gen Xy sort of like, yeah, um, uh, vibe of like, you know, I work in a video store sort of thing. <laughs> uh, there's nothing interesting about life. Yeah. I just want to get drunk on at, at parties and 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 sleep <laughs> and watch and watch MTV. That's what, oh, he, that's what Limbo oh, right. so likes is, to do. This is nineties. This is set in the nineties. Set in the nineties for for little to no reason. Yeah, yeah. Little to no consequence. Little consequence. Yeah. yeah. It's of little consequence when this is set. Yeah, and I think he he he's kind of set in his ways. Doesn't really like. I think uh, someone suggests to him quite early on that he should see the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, maybe it's uh uh his his mum. Yeah. Who went travelling in her youth, mm. right? And uh, she she's like, you know, Limbo, I, I really think you should go out and see the world. You know, I, I got the opportunity to see the world and uh, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. uh, you, you, it, it really made a, a, a new person out of me, you know? Mm. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go and see the world. Maybe I'll see uh, the the other side of the video store. Cut to a flashback of Betty White in Vietnam, <laughs> screaming, yeah, and, sh- and and firing a machine gun. Like uh, replace Willem Dafoe in Platoon with yeah. uh, Betty White. <laughs> so it doesn't get shot. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, 
she, she does. This is the this is the weird thing because she gets shot to pieces in Vietnam. Somehow she made it out. <laughs> she's still there. Yeah, yeah. We we zoom in on her eye. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's that shot from Platoon where the thing but... is she hasn't aged since yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> Just Betty White. Just Betty White. Yeah. Um, oh boy, you know. Not even dressed in camouflage. No. She just dressed as Betty <laughs> dressed White. As Betty White. Yeah. In a nice big poofy dress. Yeah. Credence Clearwater Revival playing. Yeah. Just uh, just a good, a good old fashioned Vietnam War soundtrack in the background. <laughs> anyway, yeah. enough about uh, Limbo Jimbo's mum. Yeah. Um, I think um, uh, Limbo Jimbo goes to bu- uh, goes to work on the bus every day. Yeah. But one day. Little consequence pulls up. Goes to work at the what? Uh, it goes to work uh, on the bus every day. Okay, yeah. Not at the bus every yeah. day. On the bus every day. Um, uh, and uh, like you know, he normally it's the same routine. Uh, and then and then one day the bus drivers change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little consequence. Yeah. Hey there, y'all. I'm little consequence. Hey. Uh, I thought you might get hungry because it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> so I brought these jam sandwiches. I brought some corn dogs. <laughs> corn dogs and jam sandwiches. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm Little Consequence. I'm Little Consequence. So, um, <laughs> Florence, the idea of Florence Pugh playing this character is my dream now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> So she's like struggles up to the, she's because he meets him at the door of the. She's standing outside the door when uh, when he turns up to the bus stop. Yeah, and she's like handing out corn dogs. Yeah, and she struggles up the stairs because she's only got little legs. Yeah, she struggles up the stairs to the bus and climbs onto the. No, I, I, don't th- I don't think she climbs. I think she hops. Okay. So like just jumps two two footed jump okay. up each stairs. Sure. So you just see her just going boop boop <laughs> boing boop, boing. Boop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and because those legs, however small they may be, are just as powerful as can jump. Yeah, six foot in the air. Yeah, the smaller your legs are, the more power is stored within them. Yes, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the biological truth. Yep. Um. So anyway, um, we have uh. So she sets off, you know, and she's not going the right way at all. No, she's she's not even slightly going the going the right. He's way. getting more and more anxious, just like where. Where he's the only one on the bus because it's a small town. Yeah, and he's but for the but for the first like ten minutes, you know, he's basically like listening to his Walkman. Yeah, um, doesn't really his, realize his, his disc player or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and he doesn't really, he's not really paying attention. Mm. Um, and until he looks out the window, I've done this before. Yeah, going where am I? Like where? Like maybe he's reading a book. Mm. Um, uh, and and he sort of looks up and he's like, this is not the direction that I should be going. I mean. Tom, you know me. My direct, my sense of direction is absolutely terrible. Yeah. But like, I, and therefore, I often just like look up, and even if I'm in the right, going in the right direction. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen those shots before. I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. I'm on the wrong bus. Yeah. Uh. So where is he? I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. She turns around. Yeah. Stares at him, and goes. This bus can go back in time. <laughs> I'm little consequence. This bus can go back in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, Florence Pugh <laughs> adopting this accent. This sort of turn of the century prospector. Okay. 
yeah. accent. Yeah. Macintyre. Oh yeah. Um, Woo-hoo-wee! So so they like uh, she and and then he's like, well, don't don't do that. And then and then she just puts her foot down. Yeah, she slams the accelerator yeah. on. And, and um uh, and then he looks out the window mm. after this like sort of like uh, warping sort of thing is going on. Everything gets all stretched out. The bus is now like really really long and drawn out like it tapers off into infinity yeah um uh, and uh like they, they arrive and, and 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 like he says where are we and she's like back in time <laughs> and then um he looks out the window and there's like everything's like made out of like sheets of like um uh chrome uh, and it is like what what what's going on here? And she's like, "What what's that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's a robot." <laughs> what? What? That's a robot. Has <laughs> she gone forward in time? I think she thinks she's gone oh, back right, in time, okay. but has just gone forward in time. Okay, so so a little consequence is, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, <laughs> a time lord, kind of from the future. Who drives a bus yeah. which travels just through time <laughs> and she doesn't have any concept of time she's in. I feel like she's just, she just got it wrong. Yeah, she just got it wrong. Um, so I, I'm thinking this is kind of... We kind of go for a Christmas Carol vibe here. Okay, right. So... Lin-Manuel Miranda. So his big sin is 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 nihilism, not caring about the world around him. Yes. So let's plug in, let's plug in some stuff that we definitely seeded earlier. Yeah. Um. So like, what what had he done wrong? What like, for instance, right? He missed his dad's funeral. Yeah. At the start of the film, um, it's you missed the funeral. Yeah. Right. You know, an authority figure is set. It, it like. Is saying to him, so his mum's saying to him, "You missed the funeral because he's working at the video store." Cause, well, because he's he, he he can't be bothered. It's kind of like he he thinks that nothing he does matters, mm. right? So um, he um, he is not like he, he, he's sat- Every, everything he does is of little consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's that's the point. Yeah, is that like everything he does, he, he's like this doesn't matter, right? I and he, and it, he's he's suffering pretty because someone in his life's died because uh, clearly because there's a funeral mm. uh, and uh, but he hasn't gone and um, that's where this all, this all kicks off um, and where he gets the advice like you should see the world and all that kind of thing yeah um, and then we see um, uh, like that's his major kind of Christmas Carol crux yeah it's Christmas Carol crux yeah the thing he has to change in his life yeah so. Um, He's gonna have to like learn some lessons about like uh, how the things he does matter. Oh shit! So, um, like maybe he does something like fairly innocuous, right? He um, uh, he's like, oh, he's been working on a on a. He's a computer hacker now. Okay, um, it's the nineties. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a, a computer, computer hacker, hacker now because he's a, he's a, a countercultural kid. Yeah. And he's been working on a virus, and um, uh, like he 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 presses return it before he leaves his um, his house. Yeah, because he's angry at the world, mm. right? 
Um, and then when he gets to the future with these robots, yeah, they're all sort of bearing the name of the virus he created. Oh God! So he's caused the Terminator uprising. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Blooming heck. Yeah. That's, oh, what, a, what a twist. That's his. That's his first inkling. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the light push. You know how in Christmas Carol you get like the ghost of Christmas present yeah. and the ghost of Christmas past as those sort of light touches to say, ah. Huh? This is what Christmas is about. You should probably think about that. And then at the end, it's like, here's the ghost of Christmas future. You're fucked if you don't. And yeah. then and then Scrooge is like, whoa! Yeah. Like, in this case, him the causing first the one downfall, we go to is... him causing the downfall of the human race is the light touch. Um... I'm, I'm little <laughs> consequence. Seems as though you're not. <laughs> That's what she says. I'm... I'm no one, really. <laughs> Seems like you're a big deal around here. <laughs> Mr. Robot Creator Man, you. And I think she goes back in time yeah. now to Vietnam. Okay. Where we see Betty White meet her husband yeah. uh, on the battlefield. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's, she's gunning down back to back with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, they, they're standing on a hill as a ton of Viet Minh charge towards them and they're just like gunning them all down while um uh fortunate son plays <laughs> these are all songs i have no concept of you you, you will have probably heard fortunate probably. son by credence clear revival I've, I've i've played i have played, i i have played and, and and seen enough uh vietnam inspired or apocalypse now inspired media yeah that uh that I, I've probably consumed all of Creed and Clearwater Revival. Because probably. people aren't that creative and usually just choose a different song. Yeah, no, the, the amount of times I have seen a film set in Vietnam with Fortunate Son on the soundtrack, <laughs> it's strange how many. <laughs> um, it is a war song. Everyone, everyone, Everyone's just like, oh, well, not put a, pop a nice little reference to... to this to, other to film this, on. To this other film on. Not realizing that they're all making yeah. the same reference. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like if the Wilhelm scream was it unintentional. Yeah. Like oh yeah, we'll make a reference to this in this film, and then it just it keeps on going. It's a it's a spiral of decay. <laughs> um, in films, so Which yeah, is, that's my favorite Clearwater, Clearwater revival uh, song as well. The spiral spiral, of, spiral decay. of decay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we go back. Little consequences, just like uh, your mom met your dad because he she left the town she was born in and decided to become a great warrior in an illegal war. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big metaphor for America, really. <laughs> um, this film written by Jack Kerouac. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, and. So they they get back on the bus. Yeah. Um, well, the the robots are like, um, you know, uh, the robots are uh, at first when he tells them their name, like, yeah. he's like they're like identify yourself, uh, and he's like, um, oh, sorry, they're they're currently in um, Vietnam, aren't they? Yeah. Um, sorry, they've they've basically the robots at first when they're in the future. Yeah. Um. Uh, they like identify yourself, and then he identifies himself. They love him until they realize he's human. 
because they haven't seen a human oh, yeah, in ages, yeah. and they chase him back on the bus. Yeah. Similar thing ha- happens here, <laughs> where they realise he's American. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, they chase him back yeah, on the bus. Yeah, Kong sort, sort of uh, uh, chase him back on the bus, and, and uh, like... Well, it doesn't help that the horn on the bus is born in the USA by <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Yeah, that when True. when they arrive, well, when it gets to the point in which he needs to go back on the bus, Florence Pugh will pap that repeatedly. <laughs> no, 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 it's just the full song. The full song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> like she gets up on the on the bonnet of the bus and starts playing, like uh, guitar, like flying the flag, yeah, stars yeah. and stripes. Yeah, uh, she's dressed in a dress that is. Uh, yeah, the uh, Star Spangled Banger. Banger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, born in the USA, Star Spangled Banger. That you're right. It is. It's a Star Spangled Banger. <laughs> you said it wrong. That's funny. Um, so, like, what we need to bring this. Yeah, we need to we need to finish it. Um, Just sort of wrap it all up in a nice tight bow. (laughs) I think it turns out that one of the robots has attached itself to the bottom of the bus. Oh God! So when they arrive back in back at the present, back at the present, yeah. um, With with um, Limbo Jimbo having uh, (laughs) made his resolution to change, yeah. Um. Uh, he like the the robot t- turns up and he's like he's like please take me back take me back I I missed the funeral of my mum yeah um who who died uh just a, a week before it's the robot that killed her <laughs> sure yeah yeah it's the robot that killed like the whole way through because they go back to the present after going to to the robot sure. future. The robot detaches itself and is just wandering, wandering around, around yeah. um, wandering around this small town like the Terminator. Mm. In in fact, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. that we get to to just wander around the town, um, sort of hobbling it's, around. It's a it's a um, it's a robot that has received uh, some of the instru- like it it detaches, starts wandering around. Yeah, on the second way in. Um, a, a piece of uh, like intelligence, um, which is like war intelligence from Vietnam. Oh yeah, yeah. All oh, right. It, it, it catches it yeah. and looks it over as like, hmm, like a, a list of people. Why would war intelligence from Vietnam just be floating around? Because it went with them when they were in oh. the time time zoom. Yes. Okay, I get you. I get you. Uh, and the second way through. So yeah, he's like, right, I'm coming to kill Betty White. Yeah. I'm gonna kill Betty White because she's on, her name's on this list. Yeah, barges into the house. Yeah, in come, like like because he missed the funeral. Yeah, so he arrives before the funeral. Yeah, yeah. But born the... in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight through the living room of Betty White's house. She's in the kitchen. It crushes the Terminator. <laughs> She's there with a rolling pin. Yeah, she's there with a rolling pin ready to fight off this Terminator. And Lin-Manuel Miranda... I keep, I, for, some re- for some reason, I thought it was Adam Driver. No. I'm not sure why. Yeah. 
uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda comes out, starts hugging Betty White, like, oh, mum, you didn't get killed by that Terminator. <laughs> because we see that as well at the beginning, yeah. that she's killed she by a Terminator. By a Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Quite a lot of problems. There's quite an epidemic in, yeah. uh, in the, the small <laughs> town America. The Terminator epidemic. Yeah. Because someone's been making viruses all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we see that in, like, a sort of background news yeah. report. The, uh, the, the swathe of disenfranchised youths yeah. making viruses has led to a lot of angry robots. Angry robots in the future coming yeah. back to kill their yeah. parents. To kill them. Yeah. To just kill, or to, yeah. Or to kill their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To kill Sarah Connor. Yeah. To kill, to kill their Sarah Connors. Yeah. Uh, plural. Yeah. Because... Every one of the timelines, every disenfranchised youth who does a hack in in the nineties, yeah. turns into a Terminator. Yeah, turns the future into a Terminator. Yeah, there we it go. It just depends who. So every single one of the Terminators that these people create yeah. has come back to haunt them. Um, They're th- calling it the Terminator epidemic. <laughs> Machines coming back to kill to kill the parents of of the of the. People that created the Terminator. Imagine if Terminator had been pitched just slightly wrong, <laughs> right? You know, the tone of Terminator was yeah, just yeah. slightly wrong, so it was aspirational. Yeah. To, <laughs> to create Skynet. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they made like the Joker a bit aspirational. Yeah. In like Suicide Squad, mm. right? Just even though he's like trash and horrible. Yeah. To some portion of society disenfranchised men yeah they made they made skynet aspirational and therefore everyone's making them i think we we stumbled onto a general generally good theme here yeah the media is has to be very careful about what it's about yeah 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 so what's this about it's about and what's happened to Little Consequence? Little, cons- little Consequence. I think Little Consequence sort of rides off on a oh. on a little bus. Oh, oh. Um, I tell you what. What yeah. happens? This doesn't make much sense. Yeah. But neither does the rest of the movie, Matt. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Betty White. Comes out from behind behind the counter. Oh no! <laughs> she's got little she's legs. Got legs, and she, she says, "You know, I uh, <laughs> go on. I always, I, uh, I want to show you something." And she, she's, <laughs> she's like, "My great grandmother was visited." By a witch. <laughs> this is way too late in the pitch to be throwing crap like that in. No, I just thought I'd take you down. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine though. <laughs> but I do. I am keeping. I am keeping the fact that Betty White's got little legs for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until... Like we, we up until that point in the movie where she walks out of the walks out from behind the door but it's the full time we see her like full body shot yeah like it's the rest is just close-ups and sort of mid shots yeah so she is little consequence <laughs> yeah or, or 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 some aspect of her nobody knows yeah it was the, maybe it was a ghost 
of when she died. Yeah, uh, she, married, uh, she married. She uh, married Bimbo Jimbo, the, yeah. uh, the the man in Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> Bimbo Jimbo, the man in Vietnam. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a himbo. Yeah, yeah, we go. There you are. Wow. So if you manage to follow that, then yep. you probably managed to follow Terminator movies as well. Um, time, time travel movies are confusing. They're hard, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they are. They are. We didn't need to make that a time travel movie. We didn't, but... But we did. Here we are. Yeah. But here we are having made one. It was the only route was, we could have taken. It was the only way. Yeah, it was the only way we could have made that film. Well, thank you for listening. Um, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, and thank you uh, to, to Connor with an O, um, or should I say... Uh, he hasn't changed his Twitter since yeah. Christmas. Um, the pitiable, baleful form of the Hollybiss Gollum. Um, uh, thank you for that. We hope that's exactly what you're expecting from that pitch. Yeah. Uh, and Florence Pugh, if you're listening, will be in talks. Yep. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call you. Because I think that would be your defining role. It would, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm brought... Lil Consequence. Lil Consequence. I brought Corn Dog. There we go. Yeah, there you are. Her and her little legs. Her and her little... You and your bloody little legs, Florence Pugh. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, remember, we always ask you to share the podcast. That is basically all we ask of you, <laughs> if you're listening. It's all we ask. It's also the, the easiest way to help us. Yes, it's the easiest way to help us. Uh, you can do that by just putting it on social media just like this episode was pretty good these guys are pretty funny at pitching dumb movie ideas i did listen to this and my life was better yes Say that. my life was pitched it's, a notch higher it's fixed it's fixed <laughs> <laughs> i listened to this and my life was fixed post that yeah post that. you can do that yeah uh, you can tell your friends yeah tell your co-workers yeah tell your mum yeah Tell your mum's book club. Tell your mum's book club. She's be- I bet she's got one. Yeah, probably. That's the only way... If, if films have told me anything, that's the only way that women are allowed to socialise. <laughs> yes, book clubs. Yep. From the film Book Club that came out in 2018. Yep. Uh, you can also... If you're with your mum at the book club... Yeah. And they're reading a book and then you're like, No! <laughs> Stop! Stop! Wrong media! You get one of these books that they're reading, get a lighter, put that on fire and and throw it in the fireplace in which you've put fireworks in it already for dramatic effect. Those fireworks are going off while you're saying, No! You don't need to read books anymore! And then they go... That one of them stands up and goes, You're right! And then the others follow. And then they march out. Of the of the door, and while while they're doing that, other book clubs are coming out of other houses on the street, and then and they form a giant giant women's march out onto the street, and then you stand at the top of the Parliament building, yeah. Like in England, it would be like the top of Big Ben. You stand swinging on the on the top of the flagpole on top of Big Ben, going. Listen to the Life's a Pitch podcast. That is also how you can share it as That's well. definitely something you can do. Yeah. Um, uh, if you don't want to do that, though, 
You can always go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast where you can uh, you can pretty much uh, just give us a tiny bit of money each month. Mm-hmm. Save you all the hassle of the fireworks. Save you money on fireworks, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you just give us a, a, a couple of quid a month. Yeah. Uh, the lowest tier is, is, is $1, which gets you a vote on the genre each, each week. Um, and uh, basically, you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast and um, uh, each month... Uh, you get your name read out and you get a lot of bonus stuff depending on, on, on the tier you uh, you back us at. Mm. And um, and uh, you can get your name alongside these people, which is my waste of talent. That cereal dragon is shitting bisques all over Wales. Brandon, Spanky Mills, Ross Originals, and the coming of the cosmic dragon of peace. Mm. Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Prime Minister, this election is a bad idea. Bisks are polling high. James Delaney, a band of vigilantes, has taken Edinburgh and named it New Scramble. I don't care about Scotland, Brenda. Our mortgage rates are ruined. Brent Black, in today's news, the kingdom of New Scramble has vetoed Brexit. Mavis, you are never picking the restaurant again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Werebisks' true identity is Matt Turner. <gasps> Joseph Hegarty, Prime Minister Aberdeen, is floating up the Thames. <laughs> I said those like they were two, two, the same name. They're different. <laughs> Joe Hegarty, Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sonic Sandra, they're here. Run, Newcastle is lost. Alex, NSFW. Prime Minister, we found Carl. He's been permanently embisculated. Glenn, draw up plans to return Aberdeen into the third Heathrow runway. Prime Minister, the Queen has claimed Wales and seceded from the Union. And Prime Minister, Russia has annexed Northern Ireland. Wow. I think I went to school with someone called uh, the Prime Minister. The Queen has claimed Wales. Yeah. 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 They um, they uh, they 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 sold all the chalk, didn't they? In, yeah, the, in the building. Yeah, they sold all the chalk, and, yeah. and none of the teachers had anything to write with. Yeah. Because uh, back then it was blackboards, blackboards and, and, and not whiteboards. Yeah. And then and then also, but the problem was that when when they sold all the chalk in the building, yeah, it did mean all the chalk that was sort of in the geological structure below the building as well, um, uh, and uh, the school collapsed into a sinkhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all to give the climbers just better grip yeah. on rocks. Wasteful, 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 wasted on climbers. Chalk. We didn't get an education, and now here we are. <laughs> here we are making last pitch podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, and uh, here is where I would thank our guest, but there isn't, isn't one this week. So thank you, Tom. Thank you for being my co-host and friend. It's all right. I'm your co-host and friend in this film. <laughs> and uh, we'll hope you'll join us next week. Um, we do, all as always, end with the Yes Very Clever Award. Um, and uh, it's it's split three ways this week. Oh, what? A three-way three award? I've, I've, I've snapped it into three. Yeah. One of you gets the big golden globe. Yeah. One of you gets the, the upper torso, and the other one gets the dick and legs. <laughs> the um, dick and legs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the tiny I'll, golden globe that's yeah, a head, golden globe that is the head. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> on a, on a tiny little plinth. I'm gonna let you lot decide between you who who gets it. Um, so uh, this week, um, there's a theme. Uh, <laughs> there is a theme, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll call it the the new Mad Max trilogy. Okay. The where it, you know in Mad Max where it jumps between you can't re- it's probably not the same Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. 
In this, it definitely is. It's, yeah. it's an arc. Okay. Um, so the first one from Stephen Bullivant is uh, Mad Max Calms Down. Okay. Uh, the second one from James Delaney is Mild Max, Serene Streets. <laughs> and the third one from Connor with an O is Mad Max, Blurry Road. Wow. I, I know those people have given us titles on different social social media platforms yeah. so that, that wasn't a thread yeah they just separately pitched as a, a story i mean making mad max calm down is, is calm down is and f- age is a funny joke isn't yeah. It? yeah he calms down and then gets old and, and, loses, and, and his sight. loses his sight yeah happens to the best of us yep <laughs> i've been matt turner i've been tom mcgrath remember who pitched it i'm little consequence